Everyone, hi, hello. It is me, Allison Rosen. Welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I'm sitting here with someone I'm very excited to have on the show. It's Rob Hubel. You know him from. Look at this crowd. I know. What it's, a lovely crowd. You didn't know that there was a live audience, did you? No, it's so nice. Where they're, is everyone? They're, oh, they're tiny. Oh they're, oh, they're little people. They're little, tiny little. I feel like it's the most practical when you record out of your home to yeah. have a very small but passionate audience. That's right. Uh, you know him from Children's Hospital, I Love You Man, Transparent, a million other things, tons of UCB stuff, and now the YouTube red comedy, Do You Want to See a Dead Body? Do you? Sure. All right. Now the adventure starts, right? Let's go. Okay. So we have lots to talk about. Um, let's talk about Do You Want to See a Dead Body? Okay. This started as a funnier die yeah. uh, thing, right? That's right. Yeah. We, um, a long time ago when I was a little boy, uh, no, <laughs> not that long ago, but, uh, yeah, we shot them for funnier die and, uh, it came out of just like, uh, can I swear? On yes, you can. Okay. Fucking fuck, fuck, fuck. Uh, <laughs> oh, you have a baby. Oh, sorry, baby. Um, the baby's not in the room. Listeners don't, don't email me. I'm actually um, not at the point yet where I'm watching my language around him. Isn't when, it great? I know yeah. I have the same, I have the same situation. My baby is roughly the same age, age as yours. And it's so fun right now because we can still say bad words, but, um, I don't know. Pretty soon we have to stop that. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know when, but there is an age where they start imitating everything. Like my sister's son, who's two some months ago, like, I don't opened up a toy or something good happened and he went, Oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) So that's hilarious, but it's funny. Yeah. Ours is starting to, this is not about dead body, but I very, I don't know why. That's okay. I I love uh, talking about my baby. Um, yeah, ours is starting to kind of do that a little bit, but she's developed, um, a fake laugh. Like (laughs) it's really interesting that I think the first thing babies learn is manipulation. They learn how to manipulate you. Isn't it weird that humans learn? It's the very first thing they learn is how to trick you. So she very quickly learned that like, we love it when she laughs. So now she's just like, (laughs) 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 she sounds like Santa Claus, but, um, she does that all the time now and we just think it's hilarious and she'll do it for no reason. You know, like the, the dog will walk in the room and she'll be like, (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I love that She has this deep belly laugh. Yeah. Elliot also has been laughing for no reason. And I, I began to wonder, is he developing a bit of a nervous laugh? Like, cause his sounds more hesitant, but I, um, I had a doctor's appointment and the waiting room was kind of full and I had him with me and he would like make eye, well, you know, all the, all the other people were looking at him cause he's super cute and he's a baby and I think that happens with all babies, but he would make eye contact with someone and then he would go like, <laughs> yeah. but which people, you know, they love. love. Yeah. Right. So I, I, have they learned that to with flirt. Him too. Yeah, they learned to flirt. Uh, uh, we we took ours to a bar a while ago, which like <laughs> the, for the first time we were like, let's just fucking go get a drink. 
And so uh, we're at like a Mexican restaurant near our house and we're sitting there like in the bar area and she's on my knee and she's literally just flirting with everyone, like everyone in other booths and like trying to like, you know, she's like throwing tortillas on the ground in like a little sexy way, and like, <laughs> you know, just, it's so funny to, to, I don't know, take her out. Like, I love it. I get, uh, I get offended when people don't react to her. Mm-hmm. Like if I walk by with her and people don't like make some sort of like face, I'm like, fuck you look at this baby you motherfucker you get back here and look at my baby and you comment and then do you think to yourself like oh they must be a deeply unhappy person (laughs) whose whose soul like they're so they're so locked up they're so shut down (laughs) i hadn't thought of that but yes of course like i'm gonna lay that on them next time that happens and of course you know people are just busy and people have also seen a million babies and also your baby is is only cute to you everyone else is like man she's okay no but don't you really believe that that's the case for all other babies but yours is the exception yeah that's how i feel too absolutely special and i'm convinced that that's actually true but then will you be looking on instagram this is a dark thing to admit and you'll see like a baby that's not that cute Uh uh-huh well, I'll do this. And then I'll be like, I bet I know what the comments are going to say. And you go to the comments and it's just like, perfect, beautiful, adorable. And, and you're like, like, yeah, I, yeah, I no longer trust, I trust the commenters on Instagram. I'm like, you fucking lied about this baby. <laughs> Don't you lie about my baby. That's right. Um, anyway, dead body. <laughs> I'm so great at transitioning. Um well, how did, where did the idea come from? Oh, where did from? that come from? Yeah. So, um, so way back, uh, that was just a fuck around. You know, I used to say that to my friends just when there was a lull in the conversation, just to be weird. I would just be like, do you want to go see a dead body? You know? <laughs> and then people would always laugh. And then I kept doing it. And then eventually one of my friends uh, that worked for Funnier Dad was like, you should shoot that for us. You should just like, you know, we'll, we'll get some famous people and it'd be fun. You know, you just go out and originally we were going to do it like as a talk show, like where I was like talking to them as we were going to see that. And then we were like, no, that'll be too much of a, of a, of a stretch. So, um, we kind of just what, too much of a, what do you mean? Too well, much like to, to make it like a talk show to be like just a, an interview like this, like if it was mm. like, just if we were just talking about the business or whatever on the way, it just seemed see, like, I feel like that'd be fun. <laughs> it, it would probably be fun. Maybe that's a better idea. But, um, but the way it evolved was, um, uh, just to treat it totally real. You know, obviously the bodies are not real. A lot of people ask that people keep asking, like, really, where because do you get, the, where do you the get bodies. the dead bodies? <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, we wanted like so many people that we had come on the show on the day were oh. like, wait, hold on, where is is this not a real body? I was like, no, you fucking idiot! <laughs> you can't legally have a corpse, um, but at least not not that I'm aware of. <laughs> but um, so um, yeah, so when we first did it, we shot one. Uh, someone hooked us up with Ben Stiller. So he did one for us and that really helped us out a lot. And then we got like just a bunch of strange like mix of people like Deepak Chopra did one. And um, this guy from the NFL, Warren Sapp. And then like friends of mine, like Rob Riggle and Rachel Harris. So um, it was super fun way back. And then I kind of just put it away and didn't didn't really think about it. And, and the premise is you say to some, tell me if I'm right. You say to someone, do you want to see a dead? It's a famous person. Do you want to see a dead body? And then you go on a funny adventure yeah. on the way to see. It's the simplest, most absurd premise. It's literally just that. It's do you want to see a dead body? Like that's everything you want to know about the show is in the title. 
And uh, the only, um, you know, every, every body is different and every quest, every like adventure is different because there, you know, there's a million different situations obviously that we can get into and they all go off the rails and we try to write it for, it's, it's always me and one other comedian. And so we try to really write for that person and give them like a lot to do. So, cause I, I always, it's sort of a pet peeve of mine when, you know, you go and you shoot something and you have like two lines or something. And you're like, mm, okay, I'll see you guys later. Thanks so much for having me. You know, like, why did I do that? So, uh, I just thought like, oh, that'd be fun if we can get really good people and give them a lot to do, you know? So we, cause it's all scripted. And, um, so yeah, you know, it's all, um, people like just friends of ours, uh, Rob Cordry and, uh, Randall Park and John Cho, uh, Judy Greer and Michaela Watkins, uh, Adam Pally. There's tons of people. Adam but, Scott. Uh, Adam Scott, Terry Crews. Um, yeah. So it was a super fun, fun thing to make. And now it's like my, I'm obsessed with it. Like it was so, it's such a dumb idea, but dumb in a funny way. Mm-hmm. And it's become like, I'm, I'm super proud of it. And, um, the fun thing is like, I've never done anything on YouTube before. Like I'm not a, you know, I'm an old man, <laughs> but, um, the, they're starting, you know, they started this subscription thing, YouTube red. And so they have real money and they gave us, you know, real money to go and make a real good looking TV show. And, um, so the dead bodies look great. They are very <laughs> handsome corpses. And, um, but, um, you know, they are, um, just really behind all of their shows and really promoting them well. And, um, it's been really fun to watch it like blow up on the internet. So. How did you, um, how did it happen that it went from being a funny or die thing to mm. being a show for YouTube red? Great question. Um, well, originally we, um, we did a pilot for comedy central. Um, we did this pilot with Adam Scott and Terry Cruz and you can see actually if you don't even have YouTube red, uh, which a lot of people don't, you can get a free trial, but you don't even need that right now. If you just go on YouTube and look up, do you want to see dead body? You can see the first few that we did. You can see the, um, Adam Scott and Terry Crews, and you can see another one with Justin Long. And, um, that one, they were all really funny, but the Justin want long one in particular. Justin Long is probably my favorite thing. Like I didn't, I don't, I feel like I know him like I've known him from the comedy world and like I see him around and you know, he's always super nice and, but I haven't really hung out with him that much. He fucking took it so seriously. (laughs) He's like a really good actor. Like I didn't realize like, Oh, this guy's like a really good actor. And And the um, funny thing is that he's actually playing someone though. Who's can't, yeah. Who can't cry. cry. Yeah. Yeah. He's supposed to be crying in this, in this, the first thing you see is like a movie. It looks like a really dramatic movie that he's supposed to cry in. And for some reason I'm the sound guy in the movie and I'm like doing the sound, (laughs) but but you're yourself too. Yeah. Yeah. I always play myself, but I just have like weird jobs and stuff. I'm always like popping up out of nowhere and, um, and he can't cry. And so the director flips out and they're like, okay, everybody take a break. And I go up to him. I'm like, I think I know something that can make you cry. And he's like, he's like, what? And I'm like, do you, do you want to see a dead body? And so, you know, the whole show is me taking him to go see a dead body. And, um, (laughs) but yeah, it's like, it's my favorite. It's like my favorite dumb, dumb thing. And, um, so it was just super fun to do. Oh, your question. So how did it, 
Um, sorry, I'm, I, I get very sidetracked. That is um, okay. But because I've had no sleep because of my baby. We need to talk about that. Oh, we're going to go. Yeah. We're going to go back to babies. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, listeners. You're going to get dead bodies <laughs> and ca- babies, comma and babies. Um, but the uh, so yeah, we did a pilot for Comedy Central uh, with Adam Scott and Terry Crews um, like a year ago, and I, I we did it and I, same thing. Like I just love it so much and we turned it in and i was like get ready like this is gonna be the fucking biggest thing and comedy central did one of those things where they're like you guys we love it we're not gonna do it but we love and i was like wait what and i can't remember what their thing was i think at the time they were not like a year ago they were more concerned with like their studio shows and doing more studio shows so they were like we're not going to do a, a thing out in the woods you know or under you know when you're out in under a creek or digging around but so, they they like commissioned the pilot yeah 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 so they paid for the pilot and and then so the cool thing was is that we had this thing we had the rights to it and everything and so, um, cause I own the show somehow, I'm not sure how, but I own the show. And, um, so we took it to, to YouTube and they were like, we'd showed them the pilot and just right away they got it. Like, you know, it was awesome because we didn't have to like explain it. Like, this is why it's funny and why it will appeal <laughs> to people on YouTube, you know, and these are the types of comedians that we would get to appeal to the demographic that you might be also interested in selling youtube red you know we didn't have Mm -hmm. to do all that so they just got it right away the people that are running their tv stuff over there are just super smart and super funny and um the the cool thing was is like i think we're kind of some of the first people to start doing the shows over there um i know that um um they're doing uh, they do another show with ryan hansen and so they're they're doing a bunch more but i feel like we're like kind of the first wave of stuff so they basically didn't fuck with us at all. Like they were just like, yeah, go and do what you want to do. And, um, you know, we would show them all the scripts and everything and they'd be like, yeah, that's great. And we were like, really, you're not worried about, you know, when this horse gives birth and we show it. How, where did that, how, (laughs) that's my question about that. People listening to this are going to be like, what? There's a horse giving birth. (laughs) It's uh, majestic. The, um, go on YouTube. You can watch that one for free. That's the Terry Crews one. Um, Terry Crews, by the way, is a fucking the best human. I love that guy. Um, he uh, so in the Terry Crews one, we take him to go see a dead body, and he gets very upset with me because the body is um, completely unrecognizable. It's been run over by like a giant tractor or something, so it's just scattered all over this field. And um, you know, he's not at all impressed. He's like, I don't. This is a puddle. I don't even know what this is. This is not a person. You know. <laughs> so um, along the way, he met uh, a girl along the way, and has fallen in love. And so she's sort of hijacking the whole <laughs> afternoon. And she's a veterinarian, and she's like, she kind of interrupts the whole thing. She's like, Terry, I think I have something way better to show you. Why don't you come with me? So she takes all of us to go see this other whole thing that I'm pissed off about, and it's a horse giving birth. And um, so we, when we shot that, you know, we obviously couldn't time. We were trying to figure out, like, okay, where do we find, find a, a pregnant, pregnant horse? horse? How are we going to time this? you know so that's how dumb we are we thought we could actually do that like we were calling on these horse farms and i don't know why i was so married to that joke like it could have been anything it could have been an elephant or it could have have been something weird dying you know but 
it seemed more beautiful to have it be something, you know, fucked up in nature happening, but it was, that was so gross, but this woman thinks it's beautiful Mm. because she's a veterinarian. So long story short, we had to fake it with stock footage because we, you know, so yeah, so we, we had to, but so all this of it is was boring. This is boring to everyone else, but the 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 scene that you see with the horse giving birth—that's just something that we bought. You know, we—that's mm-hmm. something from some like nature documentary or something. But <laughs> this is a dumb story. But like, we could not find a good-looking horse birth anywhere, <laughs> and so some poor like intern or PA was like for. I'm not kidding. For like about a month was going through all this footage and they kept showing it to it. And they're like, no, you can't quite see the vagina of the horse. No, the horse isn't the little baby horse isn't smiling. He looks gross. You know, so finally this poor intern like found something in like, I remember it was like some Russian footage, you know, and we were like, yes, we got it. So that's where that came from. Now people will be like, I don't, I am not going to watch that show. I do not want to watch a fucking horse give birth to. There's a lot of liquid. There's more liquid than you might want to see. In that scene, I was surprised how much, uh, how much liquid comes out when a horse gives birth. Mm-hmm. And Terry and the, and the woman in the scene, um, very funny actress, Jessica uh, Mraz, she uh, they're like blown away. They're like crying and it's so beautiful. And I'm like about to throw up. It's so <laughs> yeah. So a lot of liquid, but the actual seeing the baby horse full, wait, yeah, like a full, full yeah. yeah. Come out. It's, it's pretty cute. It's pretty cute. It's nice and sweet. It's pretty cute. They, they come out fully ready to go. Like they're, they're totally, Hey, look at me. I'm a horse. I can walk. Well, going back to the comma babies that we were going to talk about. Yeah, baby um, horses and baby babies. Yes. I Most baby animals come out a little more with it than baby humans. Can I just pitch a totally new podcast called yes. Baby Animals? Oh, everyone would, everyone I mean, would subscribe. Why aren't you doing baby animals? I know. Well, and what would I do? Just talk to people about yep. baby animals? Yep. What's your favorite baby animal? Duckling. I mean, okay. I already know. End of podcast. Also puppies. <laughs> I it's, used to it's ask pe- just people saying their favorite baby animals. Oh my god, it'd be so, it'd yeah, be so short. Yeah, for sure, duckling. I used to ask people was like my version of fuck kill Mary. What do you think is the cutest ducklings, puppies, or babies? Oh, what do you? And, and I. It depends on the baby. I've seen a lot yeah. of babies that are not you know, but they can't help it. They some babies don't look as attractive as mine. Most probably don't. Mine does. Zero. No, <laughs> zero babies are as beautiful as my baby. Right. Um, I, long time duckling fan, uh-huh. always loved ducklings. Yeah. And I thought that my ranking was duckling, puppy, baby, no offense to humans. Um, but then a long time listener, because this came up, like we revisited this topic, and then a long time listener wrote in and was like, I'm pretty sure that you thought puppies were the cutest. Which is uh, an unexpected turn for me Ooh, since I'm got, like longtime duckling fan. You got busted. Yeah, I think my reasoning, and I actually agree with myself, is that that's weird that you agree with yourself. I know. Usually, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Usually, I'm really at loggerheads with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, ducklings super cute, but they all are the same kind of cute. Whereas yeah. puppies can have like some individual cuteness happening. Sure. Now, just to be clear, when you say ducklings, do you mean like a baby duck or do you, are you mistakenly imagining a baby chick, like a baby chicken? Rob, 
I'm just throwing it out there because a lot of people make Rob. this mistake. <laughs> Do I strike you as someone who would confuse a chick for a duckling? Okay, so you're imagining like a, a baby little, duck, a little yellow duck. Okay. Look at the, the my old show logo. See that thing in my hand? Sure, that is a duckling. Well, that looks like a rubber duck. Well, no offense to whoever, but drew it's not that. a rubber chick. Okay, good idea. Yes, I will say one time I went to a state fair, like uh, I can't remember where. And they had a like an agricultural, you know, they always have like a lot of farm animals yeah. and stuff. And they had this one little display that is burned into my brain. And it was a little slide where little baby chicks would go down this slide into a pool of water. And then they would get back up and they would, and then they would walk around the stairs and they would go up the stairs. So cute. Up to the top of the stairs and come back down. And I was like, these little baby chicks got it going on. So, um, Baby chicks are cute too. Yeah. Like I'm and a they're pup- delicious. They are <laughs> delicious. I'm a puppy person, but I can admit that kittens are cute. Sure. I'm a duckling person and I can admit that chicks are cute. Well, I mean, let's be honest. Most small, tiny animals are cute. Yeah. Right? I mean, even like a baby rat, is- I would say, is pretty cute. Well, uh, I don't know. I might have gone too far with, right. the, with the rat analogy. Um, In the right circumstances, they could be cute. A possum is not cute at any stage of life. A you possum. I feel like a baby possum oof, might be cute. No, no okay. I don't think. I mean, I might disagree with myself later. Mm. Um, I reserve the right to disagree with myself, but I think a baby possum looks like a little demon at any age. Now, given that for most of your career, correct me if I'm wrong, you have played hilariously. Glib, insincere douchebags. Yep, pretty. I, I will not correct you. Do you think people would be surprised to know how much you love cute stuff? Wow. Um. Yes, I will say I will agree with you. I think that, but it's pretty recent. I think it's because I had a baby, and that really does blow your fucking universe and mm-hmm. you know into shreds, um, in a good way. Um. Yeah. I mean, I now. You know, I fucking cry at commercials for, you know, life insurance. You know, like literally there, there's some car commercial right now. I don't know what it is. It's like, uh, I, don't, I don't even, but literally it's just a montage of a family using a car. It's, it's some car commercial where it's like, like, it might be like BMW or something where it's just like there's an African-American family and it just kind of cycles through all these scenes in their life of them like just going to work and going to different picnics and functions in their BMW. And there's no talking or anything. It's just a montage. But there's this like sad piano music or just like touching like, isn't life beautiful? I fucking cry when this fucking commercial comes on. And I'm not trying to plug whoever this dumb fucking piece of shit car company is. I don't know what it is. But and then there's the one with like a white family and like an Asian family and every time I don't know what it is but it's either that I'm old enough now where like I'm you know uh, just an old man and everything affects me or it's this baby that has just like made me super emotional but sorry again I got sidetracked yes I like cute things right now so but you have not always liked cute things no 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 okay no. let's get into that in a moment but first I want to talk to you guys about 
Omaha Steaks. Ooh, I would have said cute. I would have said cute Omaha Steaks. Cute Omaha Steaks. They are so cute. cute. This is a great gift, you guys. If you're looking for the perfect gift for the holidays, this. I've mentioned it on the show before. uh, And every time people go out and get Omaha Steaks as a gift for someone, then I hear... Every single, maybe not every single time, but many, many times, I hear that the recipient loved it. It's a real wonderful no-brainer gift. Let me tell you about Omaha Steaks and how for only forty nine ninety nine, you can get my family gift pack when you go to omahasteaks.com and enter my code ROSEN in the search bar. That's 75% off. Um, right now, Omaha Steaks is giving an exclusive savings just to my listeners Listen to everything that you'll get for less than $50. Two filet mignons, two tarp sirloins, two boneless pork chops, four boneless chicken breasts, four kielbasa sausages, four burgers, four potatoes au gratin, four caramel apple tartlets, one Omaha steak seasoning packet, plus get four additional kielbasa sausages free. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter my code ROSEN in the search bar. So people have been confused by this in the past. If you go to the, like right when you get there, search bar at the top, enter ROSEN, and that'll pull this up. Uh, so enter my code ROSEN in the search bar and get a 75% savings. It's the gift guaranteed to be a hit. And if you guys get this either for yourself for the holidays or for someone, I want to hear the reaction because I know it is going to be overwhelming. Okay. Also, I should have mentioned before, um, I'm going to be doing my show live at San Francisco Sketch Fest, January 13th. Go to sfsketchfest.com for tickets. My guest will be Janine Garofalo, possibly other surprises, but maybe, maybe no surprises. It, you'll, be, you'll be surprised with the presence or lack of a surprise. Rob Hubel. Okay. Sketchfest is my favorite thing. I've never done it before. Oh my, my God. First You're going to have so much fun. It's really, really fun. I mean, do I need to plug San Francisco to you? Like it's I'm unfamiliar. So, <laughs> it's you, it's, uh, in Northern California. Okay. And it's, uh, a but lot like of, a lot sort of, hills. of, is it like people say Northern California, but if you look at a map, it's not at the top. You're right. Is it like that? You're right about that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not all the way at the top of California. <laughs> it's somewhere in the, on the way up. Okay. Um, but Sketchfest is so fun. It's like we've done a million shows there. I haven't done it in a couple of years, um, but it I have a blast there. You will have a blast there. I'm very big, excited. Big crowds, big fun crowds. They're they're totally into it. Hear that, you guys? Please be big and fun. They will be. They will be. I'm looking forward to it. So I saw you at UCB. I, I had forgotten until I was reading an interview that you did, I think for Vulture with Jack McBrayer. Yeah, you guys interviewed we each interviewed other. each other. Yeah, um, and then I remembered that when I lived in New York, I saw you guys at UCB. And here I'm going to mention something that I, there's probably zero chance that you'll remember because you performed at UCB all the time. But it was the two of you on stage, and I think you were in a wheelchair. Me and McBrayer. Yes. Um, did that ever happen? I'm sure that it did. There was a wheelchair backstage, and so sometimes people would just grab it on the way out to, to do something. Um, the only thing I remember ever doing in a wheelchair, um, was with, I don't remember anything with McBrayer, although that's sounds like something that could have happened, but I remember doing a dance. Um, I used to play like a guy. It was, we were a married couple. It was me and, um, uh, an old friend of mine, Jackie Clark, 
who's a very funny writer and comedian. And um, we would do this dance number on stage, but it was like sort of erotic. And, <laughs> uh, and I was, for some reason, the, I think the backstory was that I was in a wheelchair because she had run over me like recently with the car. We got into a fight. And so she'd like, you know, run backed over me with the car and broken my legs or something like that. And so, but we were still into like doing this dirty dancing. And <laughs> so I was doing it in the wheel. But so that's all I remember doing in the wheelchair. He, I think, was. Um, I remember he was doing stitches, like pantomiming stitches for some reason. That sounds exactly like McBrayer. <laughs> no, my, my favorite thing was uh, the um, the old UCB theater. I don't know when this podcast airs, but the old UCB theater. Monday. Monday? Oh, yeah. my God. You guys are fast. Uh, is closing, the one on 26th and 8th or 9th Avenue. But that's not the original, right? No, no, Because no. the original there, is where I saw you guys do yeah. this thing that you don't remember. Okay. Yeah, that was uh, the original one was on 22nd Street. Right. And uh, like Seventh Avenue, but the um, the this other UCB is closing down now, and it was it was this basement theater in Chelsea. And it was under a McDonald's and a Gristidi's grocery store, mm. and you know, kind of a legendary spot, but just smelled like hot garbage <laughs> and old McDonald's all the time. But uh, my favorite thing with McBrayer. Um, cause there, there, there's a lot of stuff going around on the internet right now because the theater is right. That location's moving to, they're moving up to hell's kitchen. They're moving up to hell. <laughs> and, um, so I just did this thing for, uh, like people magazine is doing a thing on it. And I was talking about this one bit with McBrayer. Um, it was like my favorite thing that he used to do on stage where he just plays himself, but he's in, um, that there was an old TV show. Um, match game it was like yeah. an old game show and you know they brought it back i think alec i know mm-hmm. alec baldwin hosts it but um uh paul Shear used to do it on stage and um it was like a late night show during the improv marathon and um so it was everyone on stage was like super drunk and they're all dressed up as like characters from the 70s or 80s just crazy celebrity characters and Jack McBrayer would always be the contestant on match game. You know, it's like trying to get a match. So it was like McBrayer and, you know, another, another funny person, but they would just play it totally straight, like super straight, no jokes from them. Jack would play it like as Jack McBrayer, super earnest. And the thing that would always crack me up was that the whole audience and all of the celebrity celebrities would turn on him <laughs> and start like hating on him so bad and like screaming at him and yelling at him. And he's, you know, everyone knows he's the sweetest, nicest, most polite person in the world. And so for everyone to be like, fuck you, fuck you, Jack McBrayer. And it used to make me laugh. So people would like chant at him and throw beer on him. And it made me laugh so hard. Anyway, McBrayer's hilarious. What kind of, this is a, a broad question, but what kind of things do you find funny? Ooh. Um, wow. That is a broad question. Um, I don't know. If there's like a specific thing that always gets you. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm a big fan of um, the tone of some of the things that I've been lucky enough to be on. For example, Children's Hospital. I love the tone of that. If you haven't ever seen it and you're listening to this, it's just a really absurd tone. You know, like that show is about um, very self-obsessed doctors at a children's hospital that don't even take care of kids. You know, it's, <laughs> it's all about just the doctors and their, their sex lives and stuff like that. <laughs> it's sort of like Grey's Anatomy, but based in a children's hospital. But that sort of thing where you say, 
um, really absurd things and you're completely oblivious to the fact that it's funny. You know, mm-hmm. like I love that sort of stuff, like not trying to um, make a joke at all, just like delivering stuff super straight, but that's super dumb, like really, really dumb or, or absurd. Um, I love that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's different. I mean, like things make me laugh, um, you know, that are also super real and grounded. I just saw a ladybird. Have you seen Ladybird? I haven't. I want to see it. Oh man. It's so good. It's so good. Greta Gerwig is amazing director. Um, and the casting is really, really great. And the acting is really, really great, but there's so much stuff in there that's totally hilarious, but just because it's so recognizable you know it's like oh that's so real i went through that i that's something my mom said to me you know so you know that kind of stuff makes me laugh really hard too so you come from improv and acting background did you do stand-up no um i only came from ucb like i'm one of those people that kind of always wanted to get into comedy but i had no idea how to do it um i moved to new york when i was like 25 I think that's right. Hey, my weed whacker's here. <laughs> um, there's a guy in the yard demoing. I, I, I hired a bunch of guys to come by and demo 10 different weed whackers for me. That during, during the podcast. is so thoughtful of you. Thank you. Thank if you. you guys just tell me which ones you like because all weed whackers are different. Some of them make more noise. <laughs> I tend to, I like the noisiest ones while we're doing a podcast. Great. You're going to love these. <laughs> um, the um, But I, I moved to New York when I was like 25 and always wanted to be in comedy and loved stand up, but was at the time um, really, I couldn't see my way into stand up. Like there were just so many white guys that looked like me that were doing stand up. And I just thought like, what, what is my take mm-hmm. going to be? That's going to be so different. Um, so I went to an even more white male <laughs> thing, which is improv. Um, yeah, I didn't realize at the time, but improv is heavily white dudes, which is really weird. I wish that would change. But um, um, I had never seen any improv in my life. I didn't know what that was. I had never even, I don't even think I had heard the word improv. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if, I don't think I had seen like whose line is it anyway or anything. I, I just didn't know. It was not on my radar. And um, I was sort of bumbling around New York trying to figure out like, how can I how, what can I do in comedy? Like maybe I could do some sketches and, you know, of course I always wanted to be on Saturday night live and all that stuff, but that was just like a total pipe dream. All of this was just a total fucking no way. There's no way I could ever really do that. How could I ever get into that? You know, you went to college for marketing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I went to school in South Carolina, I went to Clemson, uh, national champions in football. You're welcome. Um, go tigers. But the, yeah, I I went in, I was in marketing only because this was my logic. If I could, do you guys like this weed whacker? (laughs) This one is winning so far in terms of. Too quiet? (laughs) Well, I'm, I'm still able to sort of hear my, I'm able to hear myself think. Dave, hey Dave, bring out the louder one. Okay, cool. (laughs) He's going to get the louder one. Um. But the, um, yeah, I went to school for marketing because in my brain I thought, oh, I could, I could go into advertising and I could maybe work for like an ad agency and write funny commercials. And I thought that will scratch that itch mm-hmm. of being funny if I could like write funny stuff for commercials. Cause I all, everything else seemed impossible. I, I had no acting history. I'd never done high school plays or anything. So I'm like 25 years old 
And um, my roommate at the time dragged me to an improv show at this total like pop-up theater, totally underground. Like the UCB didn't even have a theater yet, but it was all those people from UCB. It was Amy Poehler. And um, I mean, it's all like a crazy cast of people. I remember. So the first improv show I saw was like Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, Rachel Dratch. And then for some reason, all these other people there, like Stephen Colbert, I think was there. Um, Adam McKay is big Hollywood director. He was in the UCB originally. And um, so it was just all these like heavy hitters and they had just moved to New York from Chicago, a lot of them. And they were just like kind of getting going. Like it was still very punk rock. It was like very, very underground. None of them were famous yet. And um, I saw this show with a group of people making up funny shit together. Like, you know, but realistic scenes, not Mm -hmm. like dumb games it was like really cool like long scenes and i was it changed my life i was like i'm not exaggerating i was like blown away how do i do this where do i sign on you know how do i get involved in this so i was i just happened to be in the right place at the right time and um i tell people now i don't think i would have the guts to to do it because ucb is such a big thing and i mean god bless them but like i just would feel intimidated by it. And so at that time for me, there was no one, it hadn't even started yet. So they, they started teaching classes and I was like, yes, yes. Where do I, what do I do? How do I sign up? And, um, so in those first, those very first classes, it was like, you know, all these people that are, that I'm now friends with and that are all now doing great things like Paul Shear, um, Andy Daly, I remember Rob Riggle, Rob Cordry, Ed Helms, um, my friend Owen Burke from Funny or Die. Like just so the, 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 you know, obviously the list goes on and on and on, but those are people that I have continued to work with for years and years and years. And it all goes back to that one little moment. Um, and that's like how my life took a crazy turn. Like I was, I had no idea how to get into this and stand up seemed um like not something that i would be great at um but then this this happened to me that's amazing you know what else is amazing oh boy this is a commercial no this is just for no reason at all i want to talk about something i care deeply about and that is brooklinen sheets what kind of sheets brooklinen it's b-r-o-o-k-l-i-n-e-n i would like Uh, to talk to those people about the pronunciation of their well how would what would you call it can i see the name of yeah. it yeah brooklinen you're right yeah. okay it's one word it should be two words brook linen well someone pointed out that it's like if you're hanging it could also this is not what where by the way is this company from. gonna sue me or like am I, when I, I leave your house am i gonna get beat up by steve brooklinen <laughs> Well, the funny thing is there isn't even someone named brooklinen there because it was founded in 2014 by husband and wife team Vicky and Rich Fulop. So well, here's what happened. Please don't beat me up, Rich. He's outside right now. Oh, shit. And he's listening. No, here's no. what happened. They went to a hotel. They loved the sheets. They're like, we got to get these sheets for ourselves. I've done that. They asked the hotel, where do we get these sheets? And the hotel told them, and the sheets were some astronomical price. Like, yeah. potentially thousands of, like, something Wait, did crazy. Did I get sucked into this commercial? Am I a part of this commercial now? <laughs> it's not a commercial. Okay. It's... A, discussion. a passionate discussion <laughs> okay. of wonderful sheets. 
and how sheets are marked up so much oftentimes, like 300% by the time it reaches you. Yeah. So Brooklinen was like, let's cut out the middleman. We're going to sell direct to consumer. This is luxury bedding underpriced. And they have all these different colors. You can mix and match. There's duvets. There's different types. So you, if you want like a crisp cotton or a super soft luxe, like satin feel. Um, and like I said, versatile colors and patterns. And they're just such high quality and they're so comfortable. Brooklinen is the fastest growing bedding brand in the world. Their sheets have over 12,000 five-star reviews. I love my Brooklinen sheets. Try these sheets and I know you'll love them too. Brooklinen.com has an exclusive offer just for my listeners. Get $20 off and free shipping when you use promo code Allison at Brooklinen.com. In fact, Brooklinen is so confident that you'll love your new sheets. They offer a risk-free 60-night satisfaction guarantee and a lifetime warranty on all of their sheets and comforters. There's no reason not to give these sheets a try for yourself or as a gift this holiday season. Give the gift of luxury sheets. The only way to get $20 off and free shipping is to use promo code Allison at brooklinen.com. That's brooklinen, B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code Allison. Brooklinen, these are the best sheets ever. So Rob Hubel. Yes, Allison. Okay, here's my question. Oh boy. How are you managing baby-wise? Because my husband, this just came up. Uh, on another episode of my podcast, where my we're my husband and I are talking about having another kid, yeah, because we know that we want to have another one, but yeah. neither of us feel ready right now, yeah. And he said, and I keep thinking about it because it was just such the perfect crystallization of the state of our life right now. He said, "I feel like we're barely managing to take care of one, yeah." And I just keep thinking about that, like, what? It's true. We have one great. He's like pretty, he's a pretty easy baby. I haven't and met I s- him. I haven't met him. So I, yeah. can't, I can't agree with that. <laughs> he sounds like he could be kind of a, a diva. diva? Yeah, yeah. A little bit of a diva. Okay, look, he can be high maintenance, high maintenance <laughs> but you just, I, I kind of know how to walk on eggshells around him now. Um, but where are yeah. we in that in that? Yes, because I truly feel like we, it's, we're just barely scraping by. Well, I'm amazed. Um, that I, I come from three boys. There's me and then I have an older brother and a younger brother. And um, my dad was away a lot. My dad was a pilot. So he was just gone a lot. And uh, and then my parents got divorced. So my mom pretty much raised us. How I, old were you when they got divorced? Um, Well, we're getting deep. Um, <laughs> like uh, 12, 13, mm-hmm. something like that. But um, so can you imagine that? Can you imagine raising three teenage boys by yourself as a, as, a, as a single mom? Like in possible but at the time you know when you're living through that as a kid you have no perspective on that you have no idea what this person is doing and what they're going through and what and you know it it doesn't you don't matter. realize the no, upkeep involved in you yeah you're a kid of course you have no perspective how could you but now obviously as a grown-up it like it's all i think about is like oh my god how do i keep this baby alive how mm-hmm. do i keep her fed how do i keep her from jumping off this bed um how do i keep her from falling down the stairs you know all of that but um so yeah the whole thing is amazing to me when i think about people with multiple kids um that said it seems like it would be pretty fun to have more than one some mm-hmm. of the time privately if 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 uh, you know, if I'm being totally honest, I worry 
that um, would it make me so tired or spread me too thin mm-hmm. and spread my wife too thin so that we would be like bad parents or not, right. not bad parents. I know that we would be good parents, but would we be um, like le- shorter tempers? You know, would we give less attention? Would we would we not be able to focus as much on the one? Because like right now with one. I'm obsessed. You can mm-hmm. like literally anything she does. She farts in my <laughs> face and I'm like, that is incredible. How did you do that? You know? Um, and, uh, with two, you know, or three, I can't imagine like, you know, be like, okay, you, everybody stop yelling, calm down, you know? Cause you, I imagine that like, I mean, coming from three, my wife also comes from three. So it seems like, that would be so fun some of the time, but then you got to imagine that a lot of the time they're fighting. They're going to be fighting. They're going to mm-hmm. be arguing. They're going to be stealing things from each other. So then, like, am I just going to be a referee? Right. You know. By the way, how do you guys like this weed whacker? This one, it's more. There's more bass to there's it. There's more bass to it. Yeah. There's so more low end. Let me call Dave. Hey, Dave. <laughs> we need a louder, a louder one that is uh, makes more. It's like a higher pitch. Yeah, they, have, they have a diesel one, maybe. <laughs> Let me call Dave. If he has one. Now we just quit. Dave, get back to work with the diesel one. Um, so that's what I worry about in the discussions about uh, multiple kids. Because look, love is finite. Is it? No. <laughs> the um, But yeah, I mean, it seems like if, I, if we just lived on like a farm out in the middle and I didn't have to go to work and mm-hmm. I could just run around and tackle them and play, that would be amazing. But the reality of it is, is like, you have to go to work. And, and, you know, someone's got to watch them and then you come home and it just seems with more than one, it seems like it would be really, really hard. I don't know. I don't know. The answer is, I don't know. The, what I, I'll come back on your podcast in a year and I'll have have like five kids. Wow. Yeah. I'll have quintuplets in this next batch. (laughs) Uh, the specific thing I worry about is some situation where I'm holding a new baby mine hopefully and um elliot is getting into something dangerous or i don't know what he's doing but something where i have to go run to him and i can't physically pick him up because there's already a baby in my hands well that'll definitely happen yeah yeah that's when you just like use your feet and pick him up with your feet like (laughs) a soccer ball you can't hold two at once but also Um, if we were better baby proofed yeah, we're not really fully baby proofed yet because you know they're not mine aren't my, mine. Like I have a bunch. <laughs> Ours is not running um, all over. You know, she's just kind of crawling fast, which is scary. Like now she's starting to crawl real fast, like mm-hmm. a cheetah. <laughs> um, is she pulling up? Yeah, she's pulling yeah. up, and she's like, what? she stands up, but she looks like a drunk old lady. You know, she's like, yeah. um, so I just let her drive. I just let I give her the keys to the car. Smart. Yeah. Just because it's faster. She can get to where she's going a lot faster. <laughs> but um, I think that will definitely happen. You'll definitely have your arms full all mm-hmm. the time. And I don't know. Everyone else has done it. Everyone else makes it work somehow. I mean. I feel that a lot, though. I feel like I look at other people, like your mom, for example. Oh, by the way, I, I, I don't know. Is your audience like right now? Are they like, oh, why are these people talking about? Or are people in? Are they I think they're into up? it. Okay. I hope. Okay, cool. It's a softer side of Rob Hewell. Great. I'm Listen, I'm all for it. But I just, I never know what people are interested in. My audience loves everything. They are the best. I don't think they love everything. Everything. Everything? They love the sound of weed whackers. This sounds like we're getting ready to do another commercial. They <laughs> love, love everything. Omaha they sticks. particularly love. Um, um, yeah, I look at other people who manage quite well, and especially in 
hard circumstances. And then I think, what is wrong with me that I am just barely doing it? Yeah. Well, I think I'm just tired. I also think that everyone's not doing it really well. I think that you're imagining that because I do that too. I imagine like, oh man, you know, how do they do it? How do they make it all happen? And I think like, that's not real. Mm -hmm. I don't, I think people are just. I'm probably looking at Instagram. Yes. As opposed to reality. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But like, I remember I did this one movie and, um, I probably shouldn't say who it is, but, but this, no, this super, very famous, famous lady, um, you know, who has like all kinds of nannies chasing after her kids. Um, you know, she was there with her kids and they were little and they were, you know how when you're filming and it's uh summertime, they have those big, um, air conditioning, um, tubes and they're just like these flexible snakes Mm. that, you know, they'll have a air conditioning thing way over 50 yards away and then it'll just run in these big giant snakes to blow in air conditioning. So I remember like this very famous woman with like a million nannies and stuff, you know, the, her little kids were crawling into these little like air conditioning ducks. <laughs> so, uh, and I was like, scares me. that's if that's happening to her and she's got like two nannies chasing her kids, like it happens to everybody. You mm-hmm. know? I know you're wondering who it was. It was uh, Betty, uh, Betty White. It was Betty White. Wow. Yeah. It was a long time. Look at her. <laughs> wow. You've been working for a long time. Yeah, I've been doing this for a long time. Wow. Okay. So have, did you always want kids? Um, yes, I did. Um, also, did, did you, this is very private, but do you, will you agree with me that getting pregnant is harder than you think it is? Hmm. Well. Uh-oh. I, I have waited into, into, this, into wrong territory. No, you, you must have gotten pregnant like right away. <laughs> no, no, no. I did IVF. Oh, wow. And it I was didn't a know that. whole thing. Yeah. And I, it took a long time. Well, it took a long time to get all the embryos. Yeah. Um, I actually got pregnant on the first transfer, but it was like my life for oh, two years. This is a whole other podcast. I'm so sorry. I didn't no, that's know okay. that about you, but like, I was just going to say that like straight up doing it sex doesn't work for me. <laughs> it doesn't work for a lot. Of, I mean, or I would say it takes. Look, we'll probably get in trouble because it'll be a bunch of 18 year olds that listen to this and then go and get pregnant. But like, I think that if you're not like 18 years old, it's harder to get pregnant than you think. And I, yes, yes. There's some little tricks too that we didn't know about, but your situation is different. Well, like, like having when se- to actually yep, have sex. Yeah, having but sex it's like a very small like window. A, it's a tiny window. And Which it's like, I didn't back didn't, in the day yeah, when I was. Why don't they was, tell you that? I know. Why don't they say, you know what? You're not going to get pregnant. Just I fuck. Everyone just fuck. Truly believed. First of all, I and theoretically you can. So if you're young and virile, make sure to have safe sex. I I yes, hardly I'm joking. feel I'm joking. I'm safe joking. Sex. But. I was always worried that you could get pregnant from like pre-cum or if there's even like a penis in the room yeah. that's unsheathed, you could probably get somehow into a magically. Hot tub. Yeah, yes. just getting into a hot tub, you're probably going to get pregnant. I was always worried about all of that. I didn't realize that the window for when you can actually get pregnant, again, if you're a teenager, you can get pregnant all the time. Yeah, I'm put sure. your dick away. <laughs> but I didn't realize how small the window is. I was wrong about when I ovulate. 
Like every, everything about it was yeah. wrong. But yeah. then even when we honed in on when it was right, I still didn't get pregnant naturally. Yeah. So how did it go for you guys? Um, it took a little while. Um, I, I can't remember um, exactly. I think it took... My wife always gets mad because I've said this before in front of her and she's like, no, it didn't. It didn't take that long. But um, it, it took it took a, it took like several months, you know, mm-hmm. and then but then also we figured out like, oh, you want to have sex like right before the like before you ovulate, because then like the sperm's already like jogging down the road. <laughs> right. And then it crashes into the egg, which is, like, hey, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Can I buy you a drink? Can I buy you a drink? Um, These are tiny little sperms and eggs mm-hmm. flirting with each other. But um. So we didn't know that. Like we would wait until like, oh, okay, I'm ob- I'm ovulating. Let's have sex now. Right. You know? And like by and then, then you want to like baste it with sperm. Yeah. And then you've already kind of almost missed it. So you want to like kind of get the get the I don't know what the analogy is. You want to get the joggers jogging on the path. Right. Terrible imagery. But um. But anyway, um. I'm not a doctor. I should be a doctor. You I should. played a doctor on TV, so mm-hmm. it would seem like I would know these things. Do you ever, if you're ever on a plane and they ask if there's a doctor, do you ever? I raise my hand. Absolutely. Yeah. You're so method. Yeah, they go, they'll say, oh my God, you know, you can hear them on the loudspeaker like, oh my God, what happened? Oh, the captain, he had a heart attack. No one's flying the plane. And then you'll hear like, get on the intercom. The intercom's already on, Steve. <laughs> Diane, turn the button off. Hi, this is Diane, the chief flight attendant. Is there a doctor on board? Like, I'm already there. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm in the cockpit. And flying the plane. Flying the plane. Because my dad and, was a pilot. So yeah. it's like, no problem. Have you flown, actually? No. My brothers are pilots, but I am not a pilot. So you, so your wife got pregnant after many months. I, She's going to get mad at me. I think it was like six months, maybe. I don't know. It seemed like a long time. Because I just thought like, oh. You go off the pill. That's what I thought. And you start doing it, and, and then, then you boom, get you're pregnant. pregnant. No way, man. No way. I would challenge you again, unless you're 18. If you're 18, mm-hmm. uh, put your dick away. Or even if you're in your late 20s and you're my friends Jenna and Al, sure, you can get yeah, pregnant of right course. away. There, we're exaggerating to be funny, but there are a lot of exceptions, of course. But um, by and large, it's not as easy mm-hmm. as as people think. And then your baby was born super early. Yes. Wasn't that sneaky of her? <laughs> How early? Um, I dropped something. Hold on. She was born. Uh, she was born three months early. Wow! Isn't that crazy? Yeah, she weighed. Um, I've talked about it a, f- a little bit on podcasts, so I, I can. There was a time where like I couldn't even fucking talk about it. The first time I went on a podcast, um, I went on a podcast called "The Longest Shortest Time." Mm-hmm. Yes, I heard that episode. Great. Oh, but I fucking couldn't do it. I, like I cried and cried and cried and cried. And um, anyway, now I think I can talk about it. But um, yeah, she came three months early, which was bananas. Um, in September of last year, and um, yeah, it was it was just crazy. Did your and. I listened, but it was a while ago, so now I'm forgetting the. De- Did your wife start bleeding? Yeah, everything was fine until like suddenly it wasn't, um, and so we went to the hospital, and they're like, "Okay, so you're gonna be here for a while, and you're probably just gonna be on bed rest while we figure out what's going on." And so she was there in the hospital, and then they're like, "You're probably gonna be here for the rest of your of your term. Wow. You know, you'll be here for like a few months." So we were dealing with that, and I was like, <laughs> literally, the conversation I had with my wife was like, 
okay, let's not freak out. We're going to do a podcast. We'll do a podcast from the hospital. It'll be great. It'll be me and you. It'll be so fun. We'll make it really fun and funny. We'll help other couples that are going through this. So we were talking about that idea. And then like, they're like, um, you're having contractions. Like all of a sudden she started having contractions. So like from um, the moment you went in when she was bleeding, she did not get to go home until. Right. Correct. Until the baby came. Um, but, um, yeah. And it was super scary and you don't know what's going on. This was our first baby. And like I said, everything was going great until it wasn't. And, um, and so, uh, the baby came early, early, early and, um, she weighed. Born vaginally? Yep. Yep. Just born like, like my wife started having contractions wow. and they so they can give you stuff to make the contractions go away, mm-hmm. but not forever. So she kept contracting and contracting and contracting. And, um, so that went on for several nights and it was, um, the, it was weird because the medicine would always be fine during the day. And then at night the medicine would wear off and she was, so she would start contracting mm-hmm. at night. And, um, so they finally were like, look, I don't think you're going to be here on bed rest for the next few months. We think the baby's coming like tomorrow. And we were like, what? And so, yeah, sure enough, the baby came the next day, comes out, weighs, um, under two pounds, weighs one pound, 15 ounces. She likes the size of your hand. Tiny, like the size of like this water bottle, Mm. maybe like very, very tiny and so fragile, but they have this. You know, we were at Cedars and, you know, all NICUs, I'm sure, uh, are great. And uh, they had just have this team of fucking superheroes. Like, literally, these people should be, like, wearing capes to work. And just, like, if I were a NICU doctor or nurse, I would ride, like, a motorcycle that said, <laughs> with, like, a patch on the back that said, like, NICU nurse, you know? <laughs> Cause they're just so like amazing and heroic, but, um, yeah. So the baby comes out and they, they very quickly, you know, scoop her up and they have this whole procedure that they, where they make sure that she's breathing and she's functioning and she's crying and, and everything. And so they, um, they kind of scoop her up and they do this very coordinated, like dance down the hallway of like, literally I have it on video, like probably like 15 people and they're all specialists they let you video or did you you surreptitiously videoed i, I videoed the fur no i mean i didn't video f- like r- i'm not like an asshole like hey look at this oh my god hey look at me. let me get in here you know i mean it's like very scary but right when she came out um now i'm gonna start crying <laughs> um Right when she came out, they. I'm gonna recover. Don't worry. It's um, okay. They. Uh, um, they. Uh, now I forgot what I was gonna say. I still fucking get choked up about this. It's so crazy. Um, but um, they um, they take her over and they put like a they wrap her in this little like. It looks like a little marathon runner's jacket, you know, like to like keep her warm. And, um, they like, you know, pump her with like a little oxygen, tiny little, like that's the other thing. Like everything's tiny, like super, super adorable, tiny, you know, like needles are the cutest needles you've ever seen. <laughs> and like the little oxygen bag is an adorable little doll sized oxygen bag. Um, but so they do all this stuff to her just to make sure that she's like, you know, functioning and then she's like alive and good. And so then they just, they move her out of the OR or the delivery room and they, um, the NICU at Cedars is like upstairs, I think. So we 
we all like ran down the hallway together and then you get on this elevator and we like ran up to the NICU and then they just plunk them into this little pod, you know, it's like the matrix. And then they start plugging them in. They plug them in with every kind of little, you know, needle and wire and electrode Mm -hmm. you can possibly imagine. I mean, it looks like something out of the matrix for real. Um, so anyway, about the filming thing, just to be clear about that, I didn't fucking film the whole thing like an idiot, but she came out and once they had her like, wrapped in the thing and she was all safe and we were like kind of moving down the hall i thought like this is so dramatic it looks like something out of a movie i have to get like 10 seconds of this so i think i have like 10 seconds of this footage of of the whole operation just like everyone like running down the hallway not running but you know just like going hustling yeah and um and we didn't know any of those people. You know, it was like 15 people. And then now I look at the video and I'm like, oh, we know all of those people mm-hmm. and like we're friends with them. And so th- you just become close with all of those people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's uh, it's very dramatic. This was the longest story, Allison, and you made me cry. And now I'm pissed at you. <laughs> how was it for your wife? Stop because trying to make me cry. How... Let's talk about dead bodies. <laughs> <laughs> I know something that'll make you cry. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, because there how, must have been a lag it, how time. How was it for my wife? Yeah, from the time that she gave birth, you yeah. got to go up yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's really hard. It's really, really hard. Um, the um the ba 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 ba. I'm not going to cry. Um, yeah, it's really hard. Like you know, every um every like thing um every instinct that you have is to um fuck you allison um every instinct that you have i'm trying so hard not to cry every instinct that you have is to go and um fucking dick um no it's right it's right it's right it's right um yeah but every everything that you are programmed to do um you can't do you know, like you want to go and fucking, um, um, you know, you just want to like hold your baby and all that stuff and you can't do it because they're so little, but it, um, I'm only crying because it was so, um, hard at the time, but, um, it, it, for most people, certainly for us, it had a very happy ending. We have like a big fat chunky baby who, is hilarious and farts in my face. <laughs> um, so we couldn't be luckier. And I would say that for most people, like, I don't know, I don't want to like throw the March of Dimes people into a, a, a tizzy because um, I don't know the statistics, but it they can f- fucking work miracles now. It's crazy. Like you just look at, like when I look at the early pictures from like day one of our baby who looked like, a little tiny 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 person and now we have this big chunky completely healthy as far as we know like Mm -hmm. she may have like asthma or something but we got very very lucky um you're just blown away it's like science and medicine right you're like how in the fuck because i'm sure that 50 years ago they couldn't do what they do now you know so it's um it's amazing. And, uh, yeah, it's just like when every time, you know, we'll, we'll go back over to Cedars every now and then we had, um, we went to a, a party at one of the doctor's houses recently. And like, I'm, I'm just like 
in awe of what they can do now. Cause like when this happened to us, there was someone that was, there was a uh, guy that was doing some work on our house and he was like, Oh, I was a preemie. He's like, you know what? Preemies are really tough. Uh, your baby's going to be fine. He was like, you know what my parents did for me? They put me in a shoebox and put me behind the oven because it was warm back there. Like, <laughs> like he, the guy was like from Canada or somewhere. Uh-huh. And he's like, yeah, they just put me in a shoebox and they put me behind the oven because it was warm. And look at me. <laughs> and he was like a big, healthy, like lumberjack dude, you know, doing work on our house. And um, so that's where we used to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right. Like, you know, and like now it's just, it's crazy um you know all of the stuff that they can do to to help them out and shout out to the march of dimes who um you know is the 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 base of all the support for all these people um but anyway i'm so sorry i cried you guys oh my don't god don't be sorry oh my god no people love that how can i be promoting a comedy show called do you want to see a dead body at the and then one sentence later i'm crying about my premature baby were you working at the time? Oh, Allison, you will not stop with your <laughs> questions about. Um, but look, I, I'm we, we're segueing away from no, it a no, little no. bit. Yeah, no, I'm happy to talk about it. Um, I'm totally joking. Um, I was the baby was born in September, and I was working, but not um, crazy I, at that time. Usually in the fall, um, I'm kind of jumping around on I, I, not. I don't have like a, um, a set routine at certain times of the year all the time, but like in the past few years, it's been like, I do transparent in like, from like January to April. And then right after that, this year we did, do you want to see a dead body for like the whole summer and then editing and everything. But in the fall, um, I kind of just jump around on like different sitcoms or some movies, hopefully. So that's what I was doing. I was sort of in my like kind of, um, less, crazy stage mm. which was very nice i was able to be with my wife and obviously when this happened i just fucking you know you cancel your life you're just like i'm not doing anything for the rest mm. of um and so you know it was i was very lucky that i didn't uh have a, a job job where like i have to go to work every day at you know uh, nine o'clock in the morning and I'm there until nine o'clock at night, you know, like what, what, what would you do? Think about those families. Like, think, yeah. cause that's what most people deal with. You know, like when this happens to most people, like most people are like, someone has to go to work. The, the, a lot of times both people are working, mm-hmm. you know, the husband and can you imagine being mm-hmm. a mom and going through that? And then you have to go to work and you're dealing with that. Like how do people do that? I don't know how people do that. So, we were very lucky. I took that time off. Um, my wife obviously took that time off um, from her job. And um, and then this year, we've been um, um, very lucky with the way things have timed out. Like I, I got to do Transparent um, again this year for like f- the first chunk of the year. And so the baby had just come home from the hospital. And um, that's a crazy time. But... Um, they're also like, they're such little blobs that it was, mm-hmm. it was the best time to be busy with work because I could go away and come home at night and the, you know, the baby hasn't moved or anything. <laughs> and then now that, um, so we did transparent and then I did, do you want to see a dead body? And then, so after that first half of the year, the second half of the year, I've just been like with the baby. Like, so my wife and I are just like having fun playing with her and, um, you know, going on trips with her and oh, so. we haven't traveled yet. We haven't we haven't done um, 
long trips. Like my family's all on the East Coast, mm-hmm. and I'm dying for um, for my my parents have not met the baby. Oh wow! Because my parents are pretty old. I'm pretty old, so my you can imagine my parents are even older than mm. me. That's and, usually how it works. Yeah, and so they can't really travel. Um, so, um, but the baby I don't think could do like a six hour plane ride mm-hmm. right now. You know, or everyone might murder us on the plane, you know, like the plane would land and people, it would just be like, right. You'd never get off a crime scene, you know? (laughs) Um, but, um, but we have taken her, her other grandparents live in Seattle. And so we've flown up to Seattle. That's like a two hour flight or something. Mm -hmm. So we've gone up there a bunch and then we drive, you know, we drive around California a lot, but, um, you haven't taken the baby outside even your baby. Mm -mm. No, your baby should go outside. Your baby should go outside. I thought thought they're not supposed to be exposed to sun until after a year. No, they love the sun. Do I have it wrong? They love the sun. No, we put our baby in the sun all day long. Okay. Our baby's very, very tame. (laughs) Just like Jack McBrayer. So what can you say about Transparent? Um, I can say all positive uh, things from my perspective. Um, The... The, you know, they, they've sort of asked us like in interviews and stuff like well, they're sorting everything out. And so I don't think I'm supposed to comment on what's going on over there because I don't really know what's mm-hmm. going on. Um, what I hear is that the show is going to go forward. And so I'm looking forward to that. I don't know exactly what that means. Like, um, you know, I don't know, you know, but they'll, they'll figure it out. The writers are, they have great writers and stuff, but, um, yeah, I mean, um, it's kind of all I can say about it. But I mean, you know, it's been for me. My but you ex- believe it is going forward. Yes. Um, and my experience, I will just say, has been on the show and on set and with all of the actors and actresses and Jill and everybody. It's it's always been like a total like love fest, you know. So, um, yeah, I have nothing but good feelings and thoughts about the show. Let's talk about Blue Apron for a second. And Wait then a second. That was a weird segue. Just, it was, there was no weird segue. weird segue. I just, I know. Can I talk about Blue Apron, but the whole time be crying in the background? Yes. Okay. It's like I did it. <laughs> oh, my baby. My baby. Blue Apron. Do you know Blue Apron? They're I'm not going to get sucked in. I'm not getting paid, so I, you're not going to trick me into plugging your advertisers, Allison. All right. Ha-ha. Well, I'll tell you guys, the Blue Apron I hear is, a lot about Blue Apron, and they seem like very nice people. They're amazing. They send you everything you need to make a delicious home-cooked meal, and they send you all the fresh ingredients. Well, all the ingredients, and they, the ingredients are fresh. Uh, and they're all proportioned, the right amount. So it takes all, like, all the drudgery and all the hard unpleasant for me at least stuff that is involved with cooking normally like where you do the thing where you go and you get the the cookbook and you find a recipe and then it's like oh well i have two of these things so i got to go to the store now i don't know how much of all this to buy i'm just gonna buy more than i need i'm gonna have leftover chervil i'm not gonna know what to do with it you don't have to deal with that with blue apron it all comes to you in a box everything you need to make a great meal and heavy cardstock recipe card where they break it down with pictures. So whether you're a novice cook or a super advanced cook, I think those are the two options. Uh, then it it's super easy and super delicious. And uh, Blue Apron offers 12 new recipes each week. Customers can pick two, three, or four recipes based on what best fits their schedule. It's high quality. It's the variety. It's convenient. It's delicious. 
Uh, Blue Apron is treating Allison Rosen as your new best friend listeners to their first dinner, a $30 value if you visit blueapron.com slash Allison. So check out this week's menu and get your $30 off with free shipping at blueapron.com slash Allison. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Who is your best friend in real life? And don't say your husband and don't say your baby. It's my dog. Oh, God. I should have put that in there too that That's you can't right. say your dog it's my sister a human person your sister probably well who Ooh, would I, say I hope she's point? not listening to this you hesitated i Ooh. think i would say it's my sister oh no I think you I can't backpedal you can't backpedal i would say it's my sister jeff's gonna edit it out so it's, it's my gonna sound like you didn't backpedal <laughs> if it wasn't anyone in your family who's your other best friend <sighs> that is a good it's my friend trevor trevor mm-hmm. he and i have been friends forever what's his deal <laughs> He's a lawyer. Yeah. Uh, he and I have been friends since we were 13. We okay. were in world cultures together. Oh, boy. We became really good friends in school. We were broke both in the drama club for a little while. Oh, we boy. Were, we were very cool. Was there any romance here? No. No. Your husband's not here. You can talk. <laughs> no, for real. There was truly... We've always been just friends. Yeah. However, no, I will there say there was some fumbling. No, there really there wasn't. Was some, We've, there's never been any touching. There was a, there was one drunk hookup that you no, both there regret. really really never was. Right. There really never was. But my sister, my other best friend, uh, she got engaged she to got, Trevor. <laughs> no, I always wanted her to though because oh I'm like then part of the family. How fun would that be? Uh, no, she got married. She's younger than I am, but she got married before I did. She got. En- I was single when she got engaged, and she went through a period of time where, when she was engaged, she decided. I don't know if she decided. Are you going to start or, crying? You seem no. like you're. About, oh no, I'm going to. I was going to shit crying. talk for a minute. Oh great, yeah. great, 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 great. Uh, she was like declared herself president on all matters love and dating Mm -hmm. so she had a lot of advice for everyone yeah uh and she and she told me that she and her fiance decided that i should marry trevor Uh uh-oh they did they just felt it made sense (laughs) yeah it's just a business it was a transaction (laughs) the board has decided yeah uh so i'm trying to think if for a moment i was like because it's kind of been the thing where i i'm he and i get along so well that i've always thought like could could i yeah, but what does your husband so. think about Trevor? He likes him. I don't know. Trevor officiated. You hesitated, Jeff. Didn't she hesitate? Trevor officiated our wedding. A- edit it so that there's a long pause <laughs> when I ask the question, so that it seems like she hesitated. Mm, maybe I. Oh <laughs> hell no! <laughs> Who's your best friend? Ooh, Jesus. Um, your other one. My other. Um, wow, my best friend. Um. That is, and I can't say it's, like I can't say like my wife or my no, baby or no. my dog. It's hard, right? At this age, it is hard really to hard. answer. Yeah, it is. Really I hard. really had. I would to- say I would say that the people I do comedy with, I, th- I think like the um, all of those old friends from UCB that I came up with, and, and it's not. You made me say a per- one though, so you got to oh, come up with one if ooh, you can. Gosh, that is hard. I know it's hard. It is really hard at this age. It's hard to super hard pick one. Yeah. Hmm. 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 I would probably say Paul Shear. I, and Paul, would he say you? Oh, probably not. No, he would say his wife for mm. sure. And then he would say his oldest son. And then he would say his younger son. And then he would say his... Uh, and he would say my dog. Then he would say his podcast. Mm. And then he would say his dog. Yeah. And he doesn't even have a dog. Wow. But so I'm probably far down the list. But uh, and, and it's not that Paul and I are even like so joined at the hip. But like I've known him forever. Mm-hmm. 
and I, I, um, you know, certainly respect him and like we work together all the time on stuff. So, um, yeah, I would say that. All right. Now he's going to hear this and be like, Oh boy, I feel terrible. I I know. Now I got to send Hubel like a nice gift or something. I'm sitting here thinking like, I bet. It is really weird to pick your best friend. I bet Trevor wouldn't say me. Yeah. Because he has, I don't have that many friends anymore. Is Trevor married? No, he's not. He's in a relationship now though. Um, He has a ton of friends. He's very social. I'm not anymore. So I'm sure, like I can think of a handful of people that would get best friend billing ahead of me, except I'm an older friend and I feel like that should count. Hmm. Yeah. Are there people that you have? Well, certainly there are, uh, everyone on Facebook that you've just like dropped, like you just, you know, like, oh mm-hmm. yeah. You know, like sometimes I think back to people that I was friends with like a long time ago and I'm like, I don't think I would be friends with them anymore. Mm. And not to get into this, but I think that this fucking dumb, dumb who's quote being the president right now. <laughs> Has ruined a lot of it. You know, it's like people that like. Oh, I, when you yeah, see that. Yeah. Well, it's like people Facebook that like I was probably. Posts. Yeah. People that I was probably friends with like way back that like, you know, voted for him or. And, and I hope that no one that I am friends with voted for him. But like if I found that out, I'd be like, no. Yeah. No. There was one. There's a, a friend of mine from college that I lost touch with who periodically pops into my head. And I'm like, oh, I would love to see what he's up to. And then I found him on Facebook. You have mostly guy friends. It sounds like I do, but I don't. It sounds like you do. I have I have a lot of guy friends. Yeah. They're not. Oh, yeah. See, now I'm just thinking of a couple other people that could have been best friends, too. Um, but that I've <laughs> lost touch with as well. You've burned a lot of bridges. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah, and then I went to his page, and it was just all like screedy political stuff. And I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah, maybe yeah. I don't need to, yeah, to be that that in touch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe we don't need to reconnect. What's weird is I, I've had the experience where I will reconnect with someone that I haven't seen in a long time, and maybe I had like, what was it that we had? You know, what was our friendship? Why based were on? we friends? Yeah, but then yeah. I'll reconnect with them, and I'll remember. Like, yeah. oh yeah. We get, you know, you're hilarious and we get along so well and we have all this in common. Like, I find that more often with friends from college or around that time than friends that I made later. Yeah. Friends that I made later, I feel like it's more situational. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a job that brought us together. Yeah, or it yeah, was yeah. this or that. Whereas back then it was more like genuine kindred spirits. I don't I know that I also, maybe it's just because I'm older, like, I, I've, I can't remember when the last time was I made a new friend mm-hmm. like, um, Oh, I'm going to be friends with this person. I was recently on a flight with a guy and now I'm going to space on his name, but I sat next to this guy and, um, I was somehow, uh, you know, we started talking and, uh, it was a long flight. It was like from here to New York, from LA to New York. And, um, right away, this guy was like cool and funny. And, uh, he had just eaten a, uh, <laughs> This is too much information. He had just eaten a weed candy. <laughs> and I said, oh, I have one too. I'm going to eat one too. So, you know, so we were both kind of on the same page about, you know, just a lot of stuff. And then he threw it out kind of prematurely. Like mm-hmm. he threw it out like f- four minutes into the conversation. <laughs> he was like, dude, we're going to be friends. <laughs> I love Like this guy. we're going to be friends. And I was kind of laughing like, ha, ha, ha. Um, but thinking like, yeah, I could totally be friends with this guy, but he lived in New York mm. and, uh, but you know, he, he, his wife, uh, he, we just had similar life situations. Like he, I've only been married for a few years. He don't, he's only been married a few years. 
Um, he kind of always wanted to be in comedy, but was working in advertising. And like, I was like, Oh, I was going to work in advertising, but I thankfully got into Mm -hmm. comedy, you know? And, um, so I thought like, but then he kind of, it took a weird turn where I think he said one too many times how much we were going to be friends. So then I started thinking, I started getting paranoid as my weed, my weed candy kicked in and I thought, Oh, I'm going to get murdered on this plane. (laughs) And so I kind of I like did the thing of like, I'm going to put on my headphones and watch a movie. Or oh, something you like pull away. A little bit. How'd it go bit. at the end of the flight? It was totally fine. He was totally nice. Um, I think at one point, and if you're listening and I don't remember your name, you're a totally nice guy. Um, my wife, I told my wife about this. She's like, you should totally be friends with him. You should find out, you know, mm-hmm. you should find his number and just like, but he, the guy lives in New York. So I don't know if I'm going to be friends with him or not. But um, at the end, I think he, it got to that weird thing of like, he wanted to exchange numbers and I just didn't feel really comfortable doing that because I don't really give out my phone number to people, mm-hmm. but, um, but it took such a turn in these six a, hours. Only, I think I blame the weed candy because, uh, because I started thinking that I was going to get strangled. <laughs> like I would take a nap and then I would wake up and he would have like a rag in my throat and, <laughs> you know, and I would, I don't mean to laugh at your murder. <laughs> right. Um, so, but that was the last time that I remember recently, like, oh, I think I'm going to have a new friend here. Right. And then I didn't. Yeah. I have made some friends from having a baby. I've used my son. Ooh. For like mommy and me. Wow. Type friends. We haven't done that. Oh, you haven't? No. Um, it's, uh, I found it helpful at the beginning to okay. be around other I'm realizing that with- I'm a little paranoid because I'm already like thinking that those other parents are going to be weirdos that mm-hmm. like if you're using no offense to you, but like if it's a bunch of people that are, um, uh, listen, that are desperate for human connection. <laughs> no, listen, <laughs> I, as I'm saying this, I'm realizing, I'm sure it is a great thing that it, it's one of those things that we've been meaning to do, mm-hmm. but we haven't done it because we thought like we keep imagining. Sometimes we imagine like the worst case scenario sure. to be funny and we'll like, cause my wife is funny to me and like, uh, we're always trying to joke around about dumb stuff. And so we'll imagine like the worst case scenario. And so then we won't do it. We'll be like, mm-hmm. oh, but because what if that's true? What if they right. are a bunch of weirdos? But so your experience is that- It's been positive. It's- yeah. So I went to an ask an anesthesiologist class at Cedars. What the fuck is that? Hold on. <sighs> there was like, I took a bunch of classes before. There's classes at the hospital? You didn't know this? No. Yes. There's classes about childbirth. There's- Oh, yeah. We, an- yeah. we took a- No- we took no. We took like a baby CPR class. We took. Did it scare the shit out of, of you? Of course. We took that one too. Yeah, it's, really it's like scary. everything that can harm your baby it's in so your scary. house. Yeah, it's so scary. Yeah, but I didn't even want to have a baby anymore at the end. Yeah, it's too much liability. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's too, too much, much exposure. It's too scary. <laughs> right. So anyway, one of the classes I took was ask an anesthesiologist, and I met another this woman in the class. Sounds like an anesthesiologist trying to hook up with women. Doesn't it though? Yeah. Uh, hey, what do you chicks want to ask me? <laughs> right. <laughs> was he wearing a shirt? Was he wearing scrubs? Yes. Oh, fuck. He totally was. Oh, brother. Uh, I, we get it. Yeah. You work in an we OR. We get it. You're the most highly paid type of doctor. <laughs> Are they? I think so. Because really? it's really... Um, re- Important. <laughs> it Well, they kill a lot of people. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's very... Re- I think it's like the, the liability for an anesthesia. Right. Like, usually when someone dies at a hospital, it's because they had too much anesthesia. I believe that to be true. If if someone's that listening, sounds true. If someone's listening to this that knows that that's not true, keep it to yourself because I want to feel like I'm right. Mm-hmm. Um, so this guy shows up, is doing the class, 
ask an anesthesiologist, yeah. which is hard to say. It is hard to say, harder to spell. But so you met a I friend. I became, yeah, I, because I showed up a little bit late. You're not friends with the anesthesiologist. No, no, I no, I can't no. even say it. Friends with the anesthesiologist. No, but I'm kind of friendly with the anesthesiologist at the fertility clinic that I go to okay. because I've because I've been in there so many times. Yeah. I feel like she and I could get coffee, like okay. for real. Yeah, she yeah. might be my best friend, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> anyway, I became friends with another mother at this anesthesiologist. Another, she was pregnant at the time, not a yeah. mother yet. And she and I are now in the mommy and me class and have become friends. I feel like she's my most recent friend. Yeah, but it my had wife, been a my long wife time made before. some friends with some NICU moms. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've kept up with some of them and like gone to some birthday parties and stuff like that. So my wife is good at better at making new friends than I am. I think people are going to murder me. Did you go so? My listeners know that my baby was also in the NICU, but not not as long as yours. This is not a contest. You win. It's not a contest. You win. It's not a contest. Okay. But I do win. You do. We were invited to a NICU reunion. Yeah, they did. But do we that. didn't go. Did you go? <laughs> um, we didn't go because we didn't go the first year because um, we were we were thinking that like we didn't want the baby to be around a bunch of other babies and get sick. Our mm, baby around that time, right. our, our baby had just gotten a cold, her first cold and it had kind of like rocked her world a little bit. And so she was kind of dealing with that. And we were like, wait, we're, we don't want to bring her to this thing with right. a bunch of other sick babies and have her get sick. So we were pretty paranoid. Like, you know, after what we went through and you bring your baby home, uh, anyone that brings their baby home is, mm. is, is extra cautious about everything and you're right. you become super Except the sun apparently yeah. <laughs> the sun is so good for your baby please put your baby out in the sun no i'm joking um but uh yeah so we didn't go to the first reunion so we figured like we'll wait until she's done with this cold and then we'll take her next year but we but what we have done is um, we've brought her back to Cedars just to see the doctors. Mm. Like, we'll bring her back and they'll be like, what? And, you know, like I said, we're still um, friendly with a handful of them. So we'll like email them pictures and, right. and you know, keep them. And I, I think that at this point, you know, the doctors, their lives move on. You know, like now they're seeing like they've seen hundreds of other little Nikki babies. And in my mind, like, oh, we're best friends. I'm best friends with this doctor. And this doctor's probably looking at my email like, Look, like dude, I, I vaguely, I vaguely <laughs> remember uh, this person, but um, you know, it, it's. It, I think that relationship is more of a one-sided relationship right. on my end. I want to know who your OB was, but I bet that that's not for public consumption because then someone could go to your OB and try yes. to run into you guys oh, and murder you. No, I'm not worried about being murdered. Um, I am worried about being stabbed. No, yeah, don't stab me. All right, I'll ask, I'll ask you off air. <laughs> no, I don't know that I. Yeah, I don't. But just for what I don't want to seem like I'm plugging our OB, but <laughs> right. Okay, let's do just smear everyone. First, I want to tell you guys I'm on Patreon. Patreon.com/slash Allison Rosen is where you go. Uh, different reward levels. You can get bonus episodes. There's a uh, live video stream that's interactive with me, uh, and then you can get merch in the mail. All sorts of fun stuff. Patreon.com/slash Allison Rosen. Okay. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? Okay. This Wait is- a second. What just happened? Uh, that feels like a transition into a whole new segment. It's a whole new podcast. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. This is called Just Me or Everyone. I figured from the song. Yes. Just so you, you didn't even have to explain that mm-hmm. part. People write in. 
with things they think or do and they wonder, is it just me or is it everyone? And Mm -hmm. then we weigh in as well. I love this. You know, it's funny. It just occurred to me that that song is kind of like an explainer theme song from like the early 60s TV shows like Gilligan's Island where you set up the premise of the whole show. Did you you ever see Too Many Cooks? Yes. No. <laughs> okay. Oh, that song. Watch oh, that song. Wa- Google Too Many Cooks on YouTube. It, it was an Adult Swim thing. And that song, what you just played is sort of similar to Too Many Cooks. It'll be stuck in your head for it's years, the most, though. It's one of the most brilliant things I've ever seen. It's, <laughs> it's a very long 1980s-ish sitcom opening where it's called Too Many Cooks. And they so they keep introducing characters like, you know, and it's just the opening of the show, but it goes on for like 10, 11 minutes and they keep playing the song over and over and over. It's brilliant, uh, but that it's not unlike that song that you just played. All right. Lee Bruns says, even when I see it spelled out in the store, feta cheese always sounds like, f- is it fetid or feted? F-E-T-I-D. Fetid, yeah. Fetid. Well, that would make sense. Fetid cheese always sounds like fetid cheese to me. I've never thought that. Um, yeah, I think that's just you. But, you know, he's right, technically. Uh, is that is, who, Was that a man or a woman? It's a man. Uh, yeah, he's right. Um, but no one else thought that except for you. It's just you. Jam Freaking Tastic says, don't know why it's called the funny bone. It doesn't tickle when it gets hit. It hurts. Great question, Jam. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's everyone. You know, we would all agree, right? That I would agree. Yeah, yeah it's I think, feel, but, it's, but it feels to, funny. To be to be fair, um, sometimes things hurt in a funny way. Like uh, I've certainly gotten hit so hard in in that area where you're like, oh fuck, oh, you know, if that's funny. But I feel like funny used to mean something a little bit different. Like no funny business. Yeah. And it's like your funny business bone. No, it's not actually. It's not at all like that. Um, you're talking about a penis? <laughs> that is your funny business bone. <laughs> I think you're talking about <laughs> Okay. By the way, do I have your consent to make that joke? Yes. I don't want to seem like I'm... Is there sexual harassment in the podcasting world? Not yet. I'm, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, you know what? Actually, I do know of a situation, but it's already been publicized. There was one situation. And I imagine it's yet to rock podcasting, but... It will. But wait. It's going to rock will. everywhere. Anywhere there are white males running an industry, yeah. it will rock that world. When I was recording with Larry Miller yesterday, his wife came through the room in a fit of peak about the current news events. And sternly advised Larry and I to both keep our pants on while we're working. <laughs> it's good advice. It is. It's good advice. Yeah, you can't argue with that. And no one would know in the podcast yeah. if, if you weren't wearing pants. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know that you and Larry would be harassing each other. Yeah. Or be yeah. mutually mutually approved harassment. Are you guys cool with this chainsaw in the background or do you want me to have Dave <laughs> very, there's a very faint chainsaw way in the background <laughs> But uh, there's a the name of your street. I don't want to like get you murdered. Yeah, please don't. But the name of your street is Yardwork Avenue, mm. and uh, there it, it lives just, up to its name. There's a lot of yard work on this street. Yeah, this I think might, it's just this time of day. I think this time of we're, I need we're to, recording at midnight, and people do a lot of yard work <laughs> yeah. at night. I need to pay better attention each day at this time because Jeff has pointed this out, and then we thought it was okay. But many, a t- I, I don't even know what you said on the podcast because all I was thinking about 
that's not true. I do know what you said. But I spent a lot of time thinking, this is the wrong time of day to record on Yardwork Avenue. I don't know that anyone can hear it. And we're going to sound like real assholes when the listeners are like, what are you talking? I didn't hear any of that. That's I didn't, probably true. I didn't true. hear the weed whacker. That's I didn't the hear- hope. Yeah. But. That's the- my hope. <laughs> I hope I can take it out. It's adorable. People love it. People love it. It's, it's, we're, you know, it makes you seem relatable. Because they too would have a podcast with poor audio <laughs> were they to have a podcast. That's right. Jen Stark says, do something humongously stupid. Immediately have to call a friend and tell them just how stupid I was. Well, Jen, this one really hits home because I feel like this is what the podcast is. This is what podcasting is. Yeah. You guys, I did. This is everyone. Uh, let me share my embarrassment. Yeah. 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 I think that's everyone. It depends on what the thing is. I mean, if it's something really, you know, like if you had diarrhea in the grocery store. I would immediately do a podcast about, about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. I think it depends on what it is. I was thinking last night just how much of a social deterrent the feeling of embarrassment or humiliation is. And like just how maybe for some people it's not. But I think for most people it is such an intense searing feeling. For example, uh does your daughter play with your phone? Yes, and I don't like it. I know. I, I always get worried about germs, and you know, she like tries to put it in her mouth. And I'm like, gah, 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 mm. I and I don't like just so that people don't yell at me on your podcast. I, I turn the screen off so she's not like staring at the screen because we're trying to like not have her look at screens. That's good. But, I um, folded already, and now I'm just like, whatever. It well, listen, we you. we fold sometimes. Like we have to do little, um, because her little lungs are still kind of catching mm-hmm. up. So we have to do these little breathing treatments with a little nebulizer thing, and it's really hard to Aww. get her to sit still for ten minutes while right. this little like you know oxygen mask on, and she breathes in this medicine. So we'll put on the TV to like blow her mind, <laughs> right? But you know it it blew her mind like the first time now she's just kind of like oh yeah here's whatever this cartoon is <laughs> right so but we try very hard not to like have her look at screens that was not your i forget why i even asked uh, this is about shame and humiliation oh yes i know and embarrassment so elliot was uh playing with my phone see he is now at the age where when i try to change his diaper he wants to flip over oh listen do they we, stay in that age forever uh i mean ours are the same age so i hope not but uh we've never changed our baby on a changing table that seems really scary we've always changed her on a little peanut on the ground. Like, mm. you know, we have like one of those little rubber right. peanut looking things and we put her, that's, we've always done on the, cause she was flipping around like a fish from yeah. like day one. And I, I just imagine the worst of her, like, you know, bounding off of the changing table. Yeah. Changing a diaper is an, a, an ordeal now, but sometimes if I give him my phone, he'll just like look at it and hold still, but not very much. But so anyway, I had given him my phone. He was still playing with it. Um, Generally, I try to make sure he doesn't delete any apps or <laughs> Isn't send it funny emails. How they can do that. Yeah. Yes, but I noticed that he was like in the photo. It's something with a like. I, it looked like he was maybe taking a photo or something. I didn't really think anything of it until later. I got my phone and I realized he had gone live on Instagram. Shut. Yes. It. I shut it. The feel. I felt like someone had ripped my... I felt so exposed. I felt as if like my skin had been ripped off. I was... I wanted to... Before I even saw what had happened, I wanted to die because all of a sudden I was just thinking back to like, what what are all the things that have happened since this happened? Oh my God, this is a movie. Because it was a long time 
this is it a was like movie. an hour later like i went to the bathroom the phone came with me what did you know anyway i watched it thankfully he was just live for 16 seconds uh-huh. and all, you just see like me reach down and get a toy I didn't Elliot, hit him or anything. Elliot, get in here. You're in trouble. <laughs> but but until I realized, yeah. I, wa- Listen, I, that's a hilarious, I wanted to die. That's a hilarious scene in a comedy movie. Yeah. We should sell that movie. Don't If anyone's listening to this, don't steal the Instagram don't live do it. baby. Oh, oh, baby hit the Instagram live button and now there's found footage of me yeah. doing embarrassing things. 52 people had watched it, <laughs> which is, it's not that many, but it's a lot for 16 seconds of nothing at like 7 a.m. Yeah. I've never even gone live on Instagram. I mean, Neither I have. Have I. I, yeah. I don't even, I don't do that. Sebastian Stoker says. What a badass name. Sebastian I know, it's Stoker. Super cool. That's your name? You get to go through life with the name Sebastian Stoker. What a fucking badass. Would be, oh, speaking of, would be much more mortified if someone recorded me talking to my cats and made it public than if they did the same with my browser search history. Okay, I take it back. Sebastian Stoker is worried about a video of him <laughs> talking to his cats. So not the badass that I had no. once imagined. I was imagining like Game of Thrones type, right. you know, a guy on a horse with like a, a vest made out of, you know, human skin or something. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm distracted. What was his... Uh, He'd be more mortified if someone recorded him talking to his cats than if they revealed his... Uh, browser search history. She's my uh, snuggleberries. That's my husband talking about our dog. Wait, play it again. She's my snuggleberries. <laughs> what is he saying? She's my snuggleberries. I think he was a little bit drunk that night. He had come from. So I did. This show comes out twice a week, and Mondays is the one-on-one like this, and then Thursdays is there's a group of us and it's like a panel, and my husband is on it, and he was holding our dog. I, he had come from a work event, and I think he was a little bit buzzed, and he said. She's my snuggleberries. Yeah. I love it. Um, yeah, I think She's it would my be, snuggleberries. That's hilarious. <laughs> I think it would be, yeah, more embarrassing for people to see, uh, you know, un, um, unintentional footage of you talking to your cats, mm. uh, Sebastian Stoker, than uh, your browser history. Because your browser history, let's be honest, is probably you looking at other people's cats. Right. Sebastian Stoker. Sooner Magic says, when I smile as I pass by someone, I wonder how long to keep it on my face. Too long, and I look insane. Get rid of it too soon, and I look like a sociopath. (laughs) What a great question. What an adorable person that smiles at people. I don't know that I walk around smiling at people. I smile at like uh, little kids, Mm -hmm. which I probably, now that I say that out loud, that that sounds weird. But when a little kid is cute, like I smile... I smile at old people a lot, but just what what a nice citizen of the world this is that goes around smiling at strangers all the time. Um, but then wonders how long to have <laughs> but, it on their face. But a great question. Um, yeah, because if you if you drop your smile too fast, you in in my brain, I'm like a fake person. You know, I'm like, oh, that was a fake smile. I'm a fake asshole. Mm-hmm. But if you just keep smiling, what was the what was their first option? If you smile too long, then they're worried. You that- look insane. <laughs> Get rid of it too soon. You look like a sociopath. Well, uh, to you, to, to the point of this segment, um, uh, yes, I think that's everyone. Mm. Every, everyone does. I think everyone, I I've thought that before, so I'm with you. It's not just you, it's me and you. That's right. Um, but I don't know the answer to the question. I don't, a, f- a gradual fade out. I would say you it smile is interesting and then, how smiles 
stay there for a little while though. Cause I, I know like as a kid, like looking at my mom to see if she was laughing at what we were laughing at, yeah, you know, yeah, and you yeah. can kind of see the, after the, the, the after the residual of it. smile. Yeah. And lastly, Joanna McD says just me. Another or- great name. Joanna McD. They all have good names. Just me or every, not all of them. Some of you don't, but no one, no do. one's going to take down Sebastian Stoker. No, just me or everyone. I'm totally fascinated by Amazon's same day delivery. Every time it happens, I say to my husband, can you believe that I just ordered this this morning? I'm not sure I'll ever get used to it. <laughs> this sounds like a plug. Like I'm pl- like, I'm about to plug Amazon yeah. because of transparent. Um, I, but I do agree. I, I think that's pretty crazy. So it's not just you. No. Uh, I think it's, I don't know that it's everyone, but it's, it's pretty weird. It's like, cause, pretty nice. Cause now with the baby, mm. do you order, like we order everything, all kinds of shit. And I'm always like, what were they driving around? With <laughs> Waiting this? for your order. They, I think that might be part of it. I think they do have like a thing. Like there are fleets of trucks that like have like the, the basics, like toilet paper and baby wipes and diapers and, you know, like a few other things. And I think those people are just driving around so they can get it to you really fast. I never thought, it's I never knew that. It's nuts. It's nuts. I agree. Rob Hubel. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Did I win? You you are now my best friend. The crowd, thank you. <laughs> the crowd did not go as crazy as I thought they would. I thought, there we go. That's what I was expecting. I forgot I, to. I'm s- embarrassed that I cried on your podcast. Please don't. Be a em- year after people, my baby was born, I'm still crying. You'll cry always because it. Uh, you know what it is? It's just that uh, I'm normally really good. I'm good for like a few minutes, but then if you keep going like you I did. did, you keep going, you wear me out emotionally. Oh, you should be on the Today Show. You should take over Matt Lauer's job. <sighs> Who's offering? Because you should call him. Just cold call him. Should to I say just- hi? <laughs> Allison, I was wondering if I could take over for Matt Lauer. He, he was doing it for $20 million. You could do it for like nineteen five. That's right. I'll They're give him a money. deal. 20? I'll take over for Charlie Rose. Oh, my God. I think he was doing it for twenty five. Yeah. So I'll give him a deal at $23.5. Lauer yeah. was making $25 million? Yeah. It's, oh, a, it's a whole lot. It's a lot of dough. It really is. You guys iTunes.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go to subscribe and to leave a nice review and to rate and um, sign all your friends up and, and tell your friends. Okay, Rob. Allison, thank you for having me. It was me. so great to have you on. Please plug all your things. I just want to plug um, Dead Body. Do you want to see Dead Body? If you go, you can watch the first few on re- on straight up regular YouTube. Just type in, do you want to see Dead Body? You can see the uh, Adam Scott one with Terry Crews. And then there's another one with Justin Long. And then if you like the show, get a free trial for like a month of YouTube Red and uh, you can watch all of them and see all the hilarious people. It's a crazy, I will tell you, it's a crazy, crazy show. We go to look at dead bodies and crazy stuff happens. So if that doesn't sound like something you're interested in, do not watch it because you will be upset. You'll be like, wait a second. I'm too entertained. I'm too, I'm, I'm freaked out by this, but. It's not um, scary though. No, no, it's not scary at all. We didn't murder the person. It's like the the bodies that we find. It's like Stand by Me. Remember that movie Stand mm. by Me? It's like a funny Stand by Me without Jerry O'Connell, um, because Jerry was not available when we were shooting. Um, he really has lost all that weight, you know. 
Jerry, remember he was chunky. Back Jerry's in Stand a buddy by mine. Me. Jerry's a buddy of mine. He is. Uh, he's a very handsome guy. Yeah, yeah, he works. He tans a lot. He's tanner. He might be tanner than my baby. I think. Do you think it's a spray tan situation? Ooh, I don't. Or know. Or do you think it's a real? He he should certainly have him, doesn't. You should have him on the show and find out and find and just pepper him, wear him out emotionally the way you did to me about my baby, and he'll t- he'll fold and tell you know? me whether he spray tans. Yes, he'll start crying. I will just do like it. I, did. I will. There was a ta- a morning talk show with Jerry O'Connell being put together. Yeah. Remember that? Well, doesn't he sub every now and then on like um, Kelly Ripa's show? What What's that one? Um, I think Regis and live Kelly. With, yeah, live, live with, with Kelly. Kelly and then uh, Michael Strahan. Yeah. I think, I think Jerry subs on that sometimes. Or okay. he used to. Because they were put... I know that they were putting one together or talking about it. And I met with someone about that and then nothing happened. So I think I killed their project. I love that we ended the podcast and now we're plugging Jerry's, <laughs> Jerry's That's morning talk projects. show and tan. So funny. Uh, Jeff, where do we find you? You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Colonel Jeff Fox. And you can find me around soon being friends with Rob Hubel. I think we're going to be friends. We're going to be best friends. <laughs> oh, weird? no. I'm about to get stabbed. Is that weird to say? <laughs> Jeff's going to stab me. Rob, does this, does this sock smell like chloroform to you? Yeah. <laughs> and follow me on twitter at allison rosen follow me on instagram at allison rosen thank you for listening i love you goodbye hey do you know about the allison rosen show we had a good time but now we gotta go yeah allison rosen is your new best friend